We are coming at you live from JGI Studios in Richmond, Virginia. This is Bang the Book, Season 3, Episode 1. I am the professor, as always, joined the Beast of Baltimore, the Baron of Bel Air, Kanto the Greek. Kanto, how we feeling? Man, I'm feeling fantastic. It's been far too long, Jeff. Far too long, Professor. I'm excited to get back at it. I think if I remember correctly, I was about 64% of a win percentage last year. I'm sure you have stats if you remember them or not, but I was on a roll. I'm going to continue on a roll this year. We're going to make a bunch of money. We're going to bang the bookie. Yeah, you actually, you absolutely killed it last season. Went 38-17 and 17, uh, over the course of the regular season. A uh, bit of a regression, three and six in the playoffs. But if you if you rode Kanto the Greek last season, you were laughing all the way to the bank. Mm-mm-mm. It was good. It was a good year, good year. And I, you know, you would think that this, the universe would bring you back to even, but it's not going to happen. With my knowledge and my skill set, I have a lot of people from Vegas calling me asking for more of my advice. So uh, it's, we're going to start out hot this week as well. Yeah, I mean, Kanto the Greek has become synonymous with 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 being sharp, with being a tout, and you can't really deny that when you win sixty five percent of your games or so. So, yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Hey, so we had a big big season last year. Uh, going into twenty twenty two, in the headlines has been our boy Tommy Two Dicks and his. Uh, his domestic issues that may or may not impact his performance as a 45-year-old quarterback. What's your take on the uh, on the Tom Brady saga, and what do you think the Bucs are going to do this season? Well, so Tommy has the right to do whatever he wants. Uh, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, so if he wants to take some time away or whatever it might be, he can. I don't think that the Bucs are set to be a dominant team this year. Uh, I, you know, you know, we're playing them in week one, obviously, and I'll talk about that later. But they came in last year against Dallas with a really big favorite. They're barely a favorite in this game. I think they, I, I don't think, you know, this is the year that Tommy may look back and say, I maybe I shouldn't have came back because they may not win their own division. And I, I have a feeling that Tampa's going to struggle uh, to, to, to be the dominant force they were in the last two years with Tommy. So that's just my quick take. I do think he reserves the right to do whatever he wants, take his time away. Uh, he doesn't, shouldn't really have to answer to anyone because he is the best ever. I think he even said that at some point. So uh, I love his arrogance. Without getting too much into futures, we're going to talk more about futures next week. Uh, when you say that the Bucks are not the team to beat in the NFC South, uh, who do you have winning the South? I'm not saying they're not the team to beat. I'm just saying they're not going to run away with it. I think that, you know, when you look at the Saints, I think they can be extremely competitive. They have some weapons that they can use. Um, where I think that Tampa Bay's weapons, they didn't get any better this year, right? Right. They got right. they were they they got they got a little bit less, and I just gotta believe that. When and I and I when when you win a Super Bowl, unless you're Tom Brady, your drive to win another Super Bowl, not everybody stays the same, right? So all 52 people, the team that won the Super Bowl, once you win one, you kind of saw last year, like they kind of were up and down a little bit. So I just think that we're another year away from that. Like I just don't believe in the Bucks. Doesn't the Saints have some thing? Now I don't think Jameis Winston is like the answer by any stretch of the imagination, but um, 
I think they'll win enough to keep it competitive with Tampa Bay. And if they beat Tampa Bay one time, we'll have a race to the end for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, look, we enter our third season here at Bang the Book. And I think we can both agree it's been one hell of a ride. It's been marked by a lot of good times, laughs, and, of course, winning picks. However, as a fledgling enterprise, we have yet to truly define our organizational mission. We have yet to give our loyal bookites a legitimate reason to tune in every week. So here goes. Bang the Book is dedicated to providing sound financial advice to our clients. Our aim is to serve in a fiduciary role for each and every one of you. To that end, we relish the opportunity to get you paid. In a world of DraftKings, Caesars, BetMGM, and countless others, we are the Robin Hood of the gambling world. For that reason, Kanto the Greek and I guarantee we will win 60% of our plays this season. So ride with us and your wife, and more importantly, your bank account, will thank you. Now, we're well aware that we hit on just over 55% of our plays during the 2021 campaign. However, a profit of over seven units is nothing to sneeze at. It's time to double profits, and it's time to bang the book. I love it. Guarantees, baby. I'm all in. I'm all in. I think you brought the average down a little bit, but I think this year we'll get a little more closer together. I think so. I think it'll come back to 2020. I think there was a little bit more parity uh, among among the bang the book duo. But um, yeah, you, you took it to me last year. We got a little crazy at the end, too. We started throwing picks at each other. We were spitballing. We got a little creative. So maybe that affected the uh, percentages towards the end, too, you know? We should definitely stay more to the script this year, for sure. I love hey, it. Well, let's give let's give the uh, the people what they want. Let's hear your picks for week one in the National Football League. All right, perfect. So um, I'm going to start out with the home team. Uh, I don't think there's any chance that the Jets stay competitive in this game. I think the Ravens are going to go up to New York or New Jersey or whatever the hell they play in the middle lanes, I guess, now. Um, and they're going to cover the seven. I'm not worried about it. You shouldn't be worried about it. Uh, not the Jets. I mean, the Ravens are going to cover the seven. Sorry. I think the Raven, Ravens minus seven. Um, I think Lamar, with all the contract stuff and everything he's got going on, He's going to have a monster year. I love the Ravens this year. I went to training camp. I've spent some time with the team. I've seen them. I believe in them. I think the Ravens are going to win a lot, a lot of football games this year. And they're going to trounce the Jets this Sunday. Yeah. The only thing thing that scares me about the Ravens going up there to Jersey or New York or wherever the hell it is, is 86% of the bets are coming in right now on Baltimore. That's that's driven the line from six to seven. I think it might have even started lower than that. Um, but, you know, anytime you've got a, a, a road favorite laying seven points like that, the back door is always open. And you know damn well Joseph Vincent Flacco wants to get in there and, you know, give his old team a hard time. Yeah, I mean, listen, 
I think Flacco's played them. Flacco's played them before. We could stat check that, but I don't think he did very well last time. But I don't think Flacco has anything left in the tank. I think the Jets are a disgrace of an organization. And, God awful. And I would be shocked if a Super Bowl contender like the Ravens even struggle at all with this team. Um, Lamar's going to have a big game. He'll probably run for 100 yards. I love him. I think you bang him. I, you know, I and you gotta miss- think, you gotta think the Baltimoreans are hopping on ninety five and driving three hours north. Oh, big time, big time! It's gonna be a big presence there. I mean, the city is fired up, and and that's the thing. Like, you look at the Ravens, you think you say to themselves, like they open up it at the Jets, and then their home game, I think next year, next week, is against the Dolphins. Yes, like they're going two games against the AFC East. Is that the North? AFC East, correct. East. And they're going to go 2-0, and they're going to look really, really good. And a lot of people are going to jump on that bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon right now. You hear it here first. The Ravens are going to wreck the shop in their division. The Bengals will not not win the division. It will be the Ravens. And uh, you're going to see uh, you're going to see Lamar in prime form, probably MVP caliber form on Sunday. So not to get too far ahead of us, but the look ahead for that Miami Baltimore game in Week Two is Baltimore minus four. Bang it, bang it now. That number is going to grow. You got to think, um, you know, once we get closer to next Sunday, but that seems like a low number. But we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that uh, okay. next week. So we got Baltimore minus seven. Conto, uh, what else you got? Yeah, so I'm going to stay with, um, you know, I always pick the boys, so I'm going to wait for the end on that one. Um, I know we only do three games. Um, I had four written down here, so I'm going to pick one that I think is intriguing. Uh, the Browns and the Panthers are right, currently at pick them right now. Correct. I got the Panthers, man. I, I, I just, I really think that, that the NFL does this so good, don't they? How they make these matchups happen, and you're like, okay, like you got you got the old quarterback going against the old team. Who is? And I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, who who's the quarterback of the Browns right now? Um, uh, the guy from the Colts, uh, Jacoby Brissett. So Jacoby Brissett is going to lead the Brown the Browns and Amari Cooper against the Panthers and you know that your boy's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Right? So I just think a pickup game, they're at home. I think Baker Mayfield is playing with some arrogance. He's playing with some I'm gonna show you that you should never got rid of me and laugh at you. I, I like the Panthers now. I do. And the Panthers yeah. early on last year, we were hot on them. <laughs> we we love the Panthers until um Billy Brassballs came into Charlotte and beat the brakes off him and we kind of softened after that. We, we, I tell you what, we rode them really hard one week and we would have lost the bankroll a lot. But <laughs> we, we, we rode them a few weeks too long. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, but I do, I do like, I do like the Baker revenge thing. So I'll, I'll play with my heart on that a little bit and tell you. And I think the Kathy's going to be healthy and ready to play. So why, they got the one of the best, uh, players on the field like I think I think at home the Panthers will um, it's crazy win. to me that um so this was Carolina minus one and a half in the past 24 hours 
And it's also intriguing that the vast majority of the money is coming in on Carolina, but the line came back to even. I mean, 80% of the handle is on Carolina right now, but the line came back to even. Uh, that seems kind of fishy, but I, I do like your angle in Carolina. Maybe it's a, um, you know, it's a AFC North hate play, but um, let's go Panthers there. But if it's just Jacoby Brissett throws the ball to Amari Cooper, okay, great. It's like, like, what is what? I mean, they're not, they're not like better than the Panthers. You know what I mean? Like, you have yep. you have a good quarterback. They win in the quarterback world because I think Baker's better than Brissett. And then they win in the running back world because you have McCaffrey. And they're playing at home. Right, right. And you have the, and you have the revenge. So, like, I, I don't understand why the line might have moved. I don't know where it started, but I, I think I think you're getting a very good value in that pick em, And that's why I'll take the Panthers there. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll say this. Uh, I always pick the boys game. Uh, I'm going to... And I don't rarely ever pick a, if I'm going to if I believe I'm going to pick against them I just don't pick the game typically or I don't bet the game because I won't bet against them I would take Dallas and I'd pay it back to plus three and I just believe this this Sunday going into is a lot different than last year and I I wrote Dallas in week one and said it'd be close and it was close I it was think an eight a point lot- line last year wasn't it yeah and I think that this year it's in Dallas so that's, you know, that's a little bit of a swing. But you also have, I think people are expecting Dallas. They don't know how good they're going to be. Their left tackle's out. Um, there's some concern there. But I just I just believe this year Dallas believes they're going to win. And they believe they're a better football team. And Danville might be a better football team than Tampa. So I think Brady gives them the minus three, right? Brady gives Tampa the, the line there. Gets them the line right. to be the favorite. But... Dallas at home, a lot of people kind of questioning right now because of Tyron Smith being out left tackle, if they're going to be able to be successful. We have issues at wide receiver. Um, there's a guy by the name of Turbin who returned two touchdowns in preseason that you should keep your eyes on in this game. They're going to do some funny things with him in terms of that wide receiver, punt returns, kick returns. He's super fast. He's really good. I believe we have the edge when it comes to the punt return game and the kick return game with him. And I believe that it's a score. You know, we're inside of a score at the end game. Like most Cowboys fans are. Dak gets this one done. The Cowboys cover the three. And if you know they're going to cover the three, which I know they're going to cover the three, you might lay a little on the, the money line and just try to double down on that game watch stuff. Yeah, but you can get money line right now at plus 115. Sprinkle a little on that. Um, the plus two and a half is at minus one of five. So you can get the field goal for a pretty good price. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like your narrative. You're, you're a narrative man. And I, oh. and I, and I appreciate that. And, um, you know, maybe it is time for Dallas to finally start balling. And maybe this is the year where, where Brady kind of falls off. We've been waiting for Brady to fall off for a long time now. And um, maybe this is it. I'll tell you this. Their defense... Dallas' defense was one of the top defenses last year because they could turn the ball over. Now, we can't imagine if they're going to get as many turnovers as they did last year. I mean, Diggs will have a really good year. Diggs came out this week and said, Brady's going to have a hard time throwing on me, or they're not going to be able to throw the ball on me. Diggs also gave up a lot of big plays last year. Yeah. So I hope that he can shut that down. Defensively, I'm very happy with where we are with Mike Parsons 
and digs in our front line. So if we get into the trenches, we have a we can pound the ball with Zeke in terms of pace and Pollard. I don't know if this is a spread offense right now in Dallas out the gate. You do have Amari Cooper. I mean, you do have Amari Cooper. You do have CeeDee Lamb. But you're kind of struggling, you know, Gallup's hurt. So I know I get a little in-depth with the boys, but it's it's one of those things where I don't – Brady, Brady's got a little – like we talked about earlier on the show, maybe it bothers him a little bit. You know, no one's really ever – like, this could be he's 45. Like, we got to prove something. He really doesn't have much to prove. I, I really believe in the boys here. And, the, and the, just to say one more thing, the game that we're not going to put on record – but because we're only doing three, I really like the Packers minus one and a half. So that's really funny. Like that was my fourth play that I actually played today uh, with my bookie, but I did not put on the sheet. Um, and and it, it, the thing is, I was listening to uh, to a podcast today, and uh, these guys on the Sports Gambling Podcast, they were pretty much saying like. You're going to feel better if you lost the bet with Aaron Rodgers than if you had played with Kurt Cousins and had money on them plus one and a half and lost. You would feel like a fucking idiot putting money on Kurt Cousins over Aaron Rodgers. Agreed. So, That's all you say. so, so I, that is a fucking great assessment, by the way. But this is my thought process here. And, you know, you know, I'm a big narrative guy. I like storylines. Right. So I don't know if we come out of this game and you look at Green Bay and they lose this game and you go, okay, he's got problems. He's got no wide receivers. And Aaron does one of those things like everybody just fucking relaxed. You know what I mean? It's just one game. Or if Aaron is so tired of hearing about all of this, like he doesn't have the receivers. You know, they got a good defense, but does he have the weapons to be successful? And he comes out and he just blows it out of the water. And he's like, yeah, I can win with basically anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I got my money to their point in the podcast. I put my money in the Aaron Rodgers, arrogant, cocky asshole bucket any day. Yeah. Because he's a really good quarterback. Now, when you're talking about the playoffs, I don't know if he's that guy. I throw the money at like that's a Tommy throw but like in the regular season like Aaron Rodgers night is one of the best to ever do it no doubt no yeah. doubt who you got who you got man where are we making money with your bets this week hey we're going back to the AFC North uh Pittsburgh coming in catching six and a half at Cincinnati you talk about Mike Tomlin and I got one word dog Guy is 45 and 24 against the spread. Um, I mean, this is where this is where he comes alive. 45 and 24, I should say, as a dog. Um, a lot of the handle here is on Cincy. I mean, Pittsburgh all time under Tomlin is 14 and 6 against the spread as a divisional road dog. Plus, you got the fact that allegedly Joe Burrow has lost close to 20 pounds coming off of a, of a appendix surgery. Joe Burrow's out there looking like Dr. Philip Keck. I mean, the, the guy is probably going to blow over if there's a stiff breeze in Cincinnati this week. <laughs> Lastly, this and this one is wild. The team that's been the runner-up in the Super Bowl 
Okay. They are four and 18 against the spread in their home opener the following year over the last 22 seasons. So nothing here, nothing here points to Cincy. It's a divisional game, a touchdown. I understand that Mitch Trubisky is quarterbacking for Pittsburgh, but they've got a good running game. They've got a good defense. Um, And to your point earlier about Cincinnati not being there again, I 100% agree. They can't do it again. I'm not saying Pittsburgh wins this game, but it's going to be closer than the six and a half. So I'm taking Pittsburgh plus six and a half. I would agree with you. Um, for a lot of reasons, like you said, I, I don't, I don't think Cincy is the team they were last year. I didn't know that about Burrows, but you see, you usually see a huge regression in teams that lose the Super Bowl to begin with. Like they usually are, they stumble the next year a little bit. Like, they call it the Super Bowl hangover, right? It is a divisional game. Tomlin is not going to lose by more than a score. And I don't think Trubisky is a terrible quarterback. He's serviceable, right? And they got a really good running back. Yep. So, they're in a, they're in every game, you know? So, like, he controls the ball during the game. I'd love to play. I would agree with you. Uh, they don't win. Pittsburgh won't win. The Bengals will win, but it will be a field goal game. Yep. Yep. Hey, I'm going to stick in the AFC. I'm going to stick in a AFC divisional game. New England going into Miami. New England catching three and a half. I love the Patriots here, especially after the line move from three to three and a half. Hey, if there's anybody I trust more than Tommy Tudix, it's Billy Brassballs. All right. The Sharps are all over the Pats. 38% 38% of the bets, but 57% of the handle is on the Pats. Hey, look, the, the, the Pats defense last year was number four in total D. They, they kind of went under the radio, radar. It's not a very sexy defense. Uh, they did lose Hightower, the linebacker. They did lose J.C. Jackson. But they've got Jalen Mills. Uh, Matthew Judon coming off the edge is an absolute monster. You got Mac Jones completing 68% of his passes. Um, I, I'm not sold on Miami. I, I don't think that Tua is the real deal. Um, I don't think that Miami is nearly as good as perhaps, you know, the bookmakers have them out as a, as a three and a half point favorite over, over Belichick when he's had four months to prepare for this game. So I'm going to take New England plus the three and a half. Yeah, I mean, you said a couple of things that I don't want to touch on. He was garbage. Um, he's not good. He probably won't play in the NFL next year or be the starting quarterback for Miami. Uh, he might be in the NFL. Uh, I think that Dolchek is a defensive mastermind. And you love Judon because you're a homer and he was a Ravens guy. And I met him one time. I believe the talked to a really nice guy. Took pictures with my kids. So I'm a big fan of Judon. I do recall that. Yeah, we're big fans of Judah and his family. My wife follows her, his wife on Instagram. You know, basically, I bet she friends. does. Basically, best friends. Um, I, 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 I love the pass at plus three and a half. I love the pass to win. The only problem, I, the only problem, I have is that. Yes, hello, it's Dr. Tech. We are going to go straight to the JGI hotline here. Uh, we've got a, a fresh call in from. A Mr. Dr. Philip Keck, chair of the analytical gaming department at Sharp Dillard. 
University. Doc, how are we feeling tonight out in Las Vegas? Boys, I, I got to tell you, I mean, this the scene is thick. It is beautiful. This is Christmas out here. Uh, let me just paint a picture for you. Bright lights everywhere. Phil's Mafia getting restless. Uh, Rams babes with oh, just unspeakable uh, human features here. I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. <laughs> hey, Doc. Now, now uh, I got to ask you. You're, you are the source when it comes to analytical analysis of football as well as basketball. Uh, is there a college program pro game this weekend that you can tell us with 100% certainty will hit for our loyal bookites? I'll do you one more. Uh, I got two for you this weekend. And we're going, road, we're going road dogs, okay? My boys, the Gamecocks, are going on the road against the Arkansas Razorbacks on Saturday. Started at eight and a half point dogs, already down to eight here at this MGM book that I'm at. Go ahead and jump on it. Uh, and then you've got, I'm going to stick with the homer again. You've got UNLV at Cal going on the road, uh, laying 13 and a half, already down to 13. Get it while you can. So we got the Run Reds laying 13 and the Gamecocks plus eight on Saturday. You got it, Professor. Hey, I love it. I love it. Um, I got to ask you, Doc, who are you riding in this uh, Thursday night football game? You know, I'm with the Rams, uh, the Heat, and the, the defending champs at home. All the hype with the Bills. I don't know how. Uh, this is, seems like an easy one. Uh, they went up big quick, but we're seeing how this might play out for the rest of the game. I like what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, one last question here, Doc, before I let you get back to uh, – to ice cold bruisers and degenerate gambling. Um, I was just hoping for you to give us a little bit of insight about the, the psychology of the gambler and why it's so difficult to be a sharp in such a dull world. It's a dull world we're living in. It's hard to tell around here, I'll tell you that much, because today is the day. Okay. Here's what you gotta remember early in the season. It's a big weekend, it's a long season. Remember it's a long season. Do not get too caught up in the hype here this weekend. Take your plays, make your plays, get your wins, take your L's. It's going to be a good season. Hey, I love that. I love that. Um, I got to ask you as well, are you making any futures plays when you're out there, Doc? Come again, Professor. Are you making any futures plays when you're out there in the desert? You know, uh, I thought about it a little bit. Uh, I, I haven't pulled the trigger on anything just yet. Um, I do like some of the uh, Justin Herbert uh, season-long plays here for a passing leader in the NFL. I think he's going to do it, actually. Uh, so if you look out for that one, I like it. I love it, Doc. I love it. Well, hey, we'll let you get back to it. I uh, appreciate you calling into the show. And, um, you know, we'll talk again soon. And as always, appreciate it. We'll get up and have some beers and uh, watch some Gamecock football here pretty soon. Hey, welcome back, boys. It's great to hear your voices. Thanks, Dr. Keck. Take care. Thanks Take for care. Having me. Tonto, I love you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Take care. Vegas loves you, Tonto. They love the Greek. They love the Greek out here. Can you hear them? Uh, I love them. I love them out here. It sounds like a blast. You got you to gotta get back out here soon. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you, Take man. care. 
they do love Concert the Greek out there in Vegas. I mean, it's oh, it's, yeah. it's it's um, I was actually out there in in May for a music festival, and people were asking me why I didn't bring Concert the Greek. And, um, you know, I, of course, had to tell him that, you know, Costa the Greek has a job. He has three children, beautiful wife, so on and so forth. You can't just be um, out there being degenerate at the sports book year round. I was, I was super interested about his beautiful women with extremely great people parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we can use our imagination there. Um, yeah. But, hey, a couple of bonus picks there. Gamecocks plus eight. The running Rebs lay in 13. Um, hey, but in, in terms of the Patriots, we were talking about the Pats catching three and a half. Yeah, that's so the play. Just quick, I just want to say one thing about the Pats real quick. Uh, we can get off of it. They struggle in Miami, typically. They don't do a good job in Miami. They they actually, I mean, I, I, I think you could probably get the last 10 years, but I, I do think that the Pats surprisingly lose in Miami a bunch. That's usually during the season, like mid and middle part of the season, which is a surprise loss. For the Pats, so it's early on, and Belichick will prepare. I just love the Pats here. I think I love your play, and I'm a little disappointed I didn't talk about it first. So good work. Hey, so we got um, we got the Pats catching three and a half. We got Pittsburgh plus six and a half. We're staying on the dogs. Houston going to Indy. Um, Actually, excuse me. This game, this game, this Houston versus Indy game is actually in Houston. It's come down to Houston plus seven. I got them at plus eight a couple days ago. I still like it at plus seven. Um, hey, Houston was a tough team. They went five and three against the spread as a home dog last season. Um, you know, of course, they've got Davis Mills as their quarterback. Of course, you know, they... They're a team that doesn't really have an identity, but are we really going to trust 37-year-old Matt Ryan to go on the road and cover north of a touchdown? I'm not, all right? And here's the thing. Houston is probably a bad team, but this is week one. They're full of hope. They haven't lost a game yet. They haven't had their, you know, their brains beat in by 28, 30 points. So... Houston, and, I, and I'll say this right now, we haven't talked a great deal about about uh, futures, but I, I put a wager in on Houston uh, at 30-1 to 1 to win the AFC South, mainly because that division uh, is god-awful. Tennessee had their run. They're coming down. The Colts, they went from one old quarterback to, a nut, to an older quarterback. Jacksonville, God only knows what they're going to do. They're young, much like Houston, but why not? You get 30-1. to Uh, I'm all over Houston here catching eight points, seven points, whatever. Let's go, Texans. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I don't – I can see it both ways. I I do – I do find it interesting um, that Indy is so favored – in the matchup, like you're saying, I, I do think they could blow it out, and I do think Houston could keep it close, and that's why I would say I personally stay away from it. But uh, yeah, man, it makes sense to me. I disagree with you on the Tennessee thing. I think Tennessee still has Derrick Henry; they're going to be okay. Uh, they'll win games because they have the best running back currently in the league. So, but um, yeah, man, I'm with you. And the one thing we didn't touch on real quick, and you've talked about it a couple times, it's Week One. Week One betting can be challenged. Absolutely. can be super challenging. You don't know anything about anything. You think you know, but you just don't know yet. 
right? Well, yeah, so and, kinda... and you know, um, you think you know, you don't. And we are basing all of our information off what we saw back in February, gotcha. which was seven months ago, or January or December. And we haven't been at training camp. And, and if even if we were, we don't know what to look for. All right, we we play numbers. We're pretty decent right. at gambling, but we're not. Uh, you know, we're not football minds. We're not like a Belichick, John Gruden type. I agree with you on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think of all your picks, that is the sketchiest one. Probably true. Probably true. Um, Watch will be the only one that hits. <laughs> what'd you say? That's gonna be the only one that hits. It might be. I hope not. I hope not. Um, but yeah, hey. I think uh, after this week, we'll know a lot more. Next week, we'll dig into some futures and see if any numbers have moved at all. Ravens minus seven, Panthers pick them, and Cowboys plus three for Conto the Greek. Professor going straight dogs. Pittsburgh yes. plus six and a half, New England plus three and a half, and Houston plus eight. Hey, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, babe, I'm looking forward to to banging the book this season, winning 60% or more of our plays. And that's, you know, let's get off to a good start, Conto. Yeah, good thing. And one more thing real quick. You love – I know we and you have talked about this, how people that play the favorites, that's like a novice thing. I think people love the points. I think novice better take the points more than taking the favorites. Just my thing. I just believe that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe there's some truth to that. Um, what, like, what, what is your logic on that? Well, I just think that people love to get something, right? Like, so when yes. you look at it, when you look at it, and you're getting seven points in that Houston game, you feel really, really good about. Okay, well, if they go up three to nothing, you're actually up ten to nothing. You know what I mean? Where you've had some stats in the past over the years where, and I, and you know me, I love banging double digit favorites. Because it usually means they're going to fucking roll. And, like, I do believe that, like, there's some just novice gamblers that believe, like, if you give me eight points, I'm going to take the eight points. That's why in college football, so many people, I think, take the dogs because it's, like, 16 points and 20 points. They're like, there's no way. And then they get blown up at 40 points. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. that Oregon, that Oregon, that Oregon-Georgia game, right? That was the main 17. Right, that wasn't me and Elena with you and somebody else that they gave it. But, I mean, I listed that. I said, I don't know anything about college football. But you have Oregon versus Georgia. It's 17. Oregon's a ranked team, pretty high-ranked team. Georgia's three. Like, are they really going to beat a team by 17? You would you would lean on that 17, and they got smoked. Crushed. Crushed. So, like, I think that the, the person that doesn't know much, and I'm not saying this is you because I think, some people, you you put some good thought, and you tell your things make sense. But if you don't know much, I'm taking the points. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's my theory and my philosophy in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think to counter that, you would, could also say that people like to play the the known commodity. People like to play teams that have been there before, the teams that are always favored, and they perhaps are are willing to look past the numbers. Maybe, yeah, but like, I just think that, yeah, I, I can see that. But like, the, 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 the average fan, right? The average fan sees seven points for the Ravens, right? Like, they got to win by seven. I mean, 
that could be they could say that that's I'm giving you a lot of points. Free points, man. We like free things, right? Yeah. So like I just think that sometimes that's what plays into it. But that's a talking point for another time. I really enjoyed it this evening, Jack. Hey, I enjoyed it. We'll do it again next Thursday, September the 15th. Until then, I am the professor for Kanto the Greek. So long, friends. Peace.